the, those monkey studies that is the same as uh, rat farm studies. Mm -hmm. When they've done studies on rats, they've done studies with rats in cages. Yeah, with these were monkey. Yeah, these were monkeys in natural environments. Natural environments. Yeah, he, we knew so? about that. Well, they were housed in colonies. Housed in colonies. Yeah. Uh, how large are these colonies, and what kind of land are they on? Well, okay, let let's separate this. It's very hard to get rats addicted to cocaine if they live in a natural environment. Right. If you put them in a cage and bore them to death. Let's explain that to people what we're talking about because there are studies that were done where initially people thought that cocaine was so addictive that if you gave it to rats, they would just take the cocaine until they died. Right. And but, they would even they right. wouldn't even engage in sex. But then they realized that if you take these rats, that what you were doing this, you're taking these rats in these highly stressed out environments. You're putting them in cages. Nothing's natural. And mm -hmm. if you take these rats and you put them in a far larger environment mm -hmm. with trees and everything that a rat normally has. And like then, other rats, yeah, for like example. Yeah, like real, well, normal, mm -hmm. like a normal rat environment. And mm -hmm. then you give them cocaine. They're not interested. Yeah. yeah. They're only interested in it if you stress them out by putting them in cages. What you just heard was uh, a clip from Joe Rogan's latest podcast with guest Jordan Peterson. Uh, the podcast was about four hours in length. It was a pretty, pretty lengthy uh, podcast. Um, but this particular discussion uh, stuck out to me. It uh, was very profound to me. Um, just the the implications and the correlation that it has with the human condition is just so profound. And it got me to start thinking so much to the point where I said, you know what, I got to do I got to do an episode just on not not particularly Joe Rogan or Jordan Peterson, but the ideas in which they're discussing. Like I always say, you know. Let's debate ideas, let's 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 uh, let's, you know, understand ideas, let's discuss ideas let's discuss uh intellect uh we don't we don't always need to to uh you know we don't always need to put so much cachet so much uh so much importance in the messenger but sometimes the message is 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 uh is something that is to to be analyzed, something that, you know, you could derive some type of, you know, uh, intellectual value or, you know, uh, some type of a greater understanding of things such as the human condition from. So I know that Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson are quite controversial figures um, for, you know, a complex variety of reasons uh but I, i'm not into any of them uh games i'm not into cancel culture i'm not into uh uh silencing voices and stuff i just i'm a man about you know ideas and value and information and things like that and you know these two men uh happen to provide that even if you don't agree with their value uh, the value that they provide and the information they provide, they provide uh, a a something that you can take and uh, and think about, something that you can ponder, something that you can uh, uh, have open discourse about. And this uh, 
discussion in particular is no different. So I want to expand on it. Right. So they're talking about the they're talking about, you know, drugs and the effect that uh, drugs have um, on, you know, certain animals that have been done experiments on. It started off with monkeys and then Joe, uh, you know, uh, added on to the conversation uh, with uh, the discussion about, you know, the rat experiments and which, you know, scientists uh, uh, would basically like give rats uh, cocaine, you know, Um, and they found that in both of these experiments, this is what they found. Uh, they found that more or less in general, this is what they found. They found that these animals were almost, almost all the time more likely to indulge in alcoholism and coke addiction and, and engage with these drugs, consume these drugs you know, on a on a consistent basis when they were not in their natural environment. Um, and once they did, you know, same studies when they would place these rats or these monkeys and uh, they would place these uh, these animals inside of their un- I mean, in their natural environments, they did not have a they didn't have the, the, the desire to do these drugs like at all, you know? So you could see how, like, you see what it's so much stuff to unpack here, unpacked here. Right. First of all, we have to unpack, uh, perception and, uh, uh, how do I, how do I word this? We have to unpack, uh, how things can be viewed because if you say that, okay, these, uh, rats, you know, they, they did cocaine when we placed it in front of them, et cetera, et cetera. Cocaine is addictive, blah, blah, blah. That's that on that. Well, where's the other variables? That's a one-sided experiment. So you could make an argument based on that and say, okay, you know, drugs are just addictive when they're in the presence of, of, uh, living beings. Look at these monkeys, look at these rats. It's the same thing for humans. But one thing you one the other side of that experiment is that when they were in their natural environments, they didn't, they, they, the, the, they didn't want the drugs. They didn't, they would just sniff it and be like, oh, what is this? All right. Let me, I don't want to do that. You know, uh, so it's, it's very complex and, um, yeah, very complex. And it makes, and it makes me, and it makes me think about the human condition because, oh my God, it's so profound because I've, I've thought about this, but just hearing these studies and these experiments, it relate, it, it's, it, it has so, so, such a high and profound implication to the human experience because we there is rampant alcoholism um, in America. There is opioid addiction. There is drug addiction of all kind, cocaine, you know, cigarettes. 
you name it, heroin. And it's 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 prevalent in our in our culture. And you start to like see experiments like these and you could and there's countless of experiments like this where, you know, when living entities are placed in unnatural environments, they tend to have different behavioral patterns and they tend to have a a different desire and taste for things that they consume, i.e. drugs. Uh, the proclivity to do drugs is heightened. Um, they've done experiments of people in, you know, imprisoned, you know, uh, people who, who are in <clears throat> literally behind bars in cages. And I, 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 uh, I, I encourage you guys to, to look at these experiments on human behavior, human nature, psychology and stuff like that, because, and just it, even on the animal side, because you, you would, it will, um, kind of open your mind on what's on how you know uh the behavior of humans are influenced and how to balance these uh behaviors in uh and uh put them in a more positive trajectory what we need to do to do that right so they the key word to this what they were speaking about is environment <clears throat> environment unnatural versus natural um and so it makes me it, it beckons me to to ask to 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 inquire on this right and this is this i i would say this is my thesis then on the entire debacle of on the entire subject humans are more prone to drugs and harmful behavior when in an unnatural environment. That's the catalyst of what I'm going to be speaking of, that humans are more prone to drugs and harmful behavior when in an unnatural environment. Um, so the question then becomes, what is an unnatural environment? Really think about this. Re really think about this. What is an unnatural environment for a human being? Because you see high drug use, uh, high crime, high violence all throughout the Western world. And I wonder if that has anything to do with the environment. Are these environments natural for our biology, for our psychic makeup, for our behavioral makeup? Are these, does, do, the, do these environments support and foster good behavior and good, uh, good behavior patterns and a good mental psyche? You know? And it's very, it's very, uh, it's very interesting because we have what, what, what may seem like it all, you know, we, we, we live in modern times. We have, uh, modern homes. We have smart homes. In fact, we have phones, we have smartphones, uh, we have all this, all these things, right? that makes life more 
convenient, uh, more, uh, I guess we, we more advanced, but then you see that although we advance, our environment advances, so does the, the human condition declines as you see the technology in it and advancing an infrastructure and structure of living incline. Or so we think this is an advance, an advancing thing occurring, but maybe it isn't. So I, I think about this and I think, I think long and hard about it. And it's almost as though This is, in all of its, you know, beauty and convenience and simplification, is this unnatural? You know, and then you, 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 you get to looking deeper into it, like, because it's levels to this. Because if you look at the poverty stricken neighborhoods, I grew up in a poverty stricken neighborhood. You know, they call these type of places projects. And that's even interesting in and of itself. Projects. Like it's almost like a science experiment, right? Oh, yeah. Them, them are called the projects. Like it's a project that someone somewhere is working on doing a social behavioral experiment on the people that live within this project. Almost like, you know, the the lab theory of them being put into these small, you know, mazes where you put the cheese right here and Coke and all this stuff, you know, it's a project. And you think about it, these conditions, whether they are modern, what we call good conditions or the lower class conditions of being in the projects, they're both unnatural just to varying degrees because you see these problems uh in in all classes whether you're in the suburbs or in the quote-unquote projects whether you have money or don't have money you see these problems of drug drug use uh violence and uh overall nihilism and depression uh, a feeling of complete meaningless. Uh, and, you know, and, 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 to, like, and, and again, they are in varying degrees. You may not have as much violence as you have in the hood as you have in a suburb, you know, because they, the, the, the degree, the, the environments are still different, but yet they're still unnatural because you still have drug use. You still have some violence, whether it's domestic, whether, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, some are more intense and some are more subtle, you know, depending on where you are in society, what class you operate within. Um, but nonetheless, it is there. And it goes back to this uh, this idea of an unnatural environment. Um, so is this what's happening? 
do humans live in an unnatural envi- environment? Are they in an unnatural environment? I don't know. I, I, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that we are. I'm not saying that I'm not grateful for modern achievement and modern architect and the ease and convenience of life. But I think we're influenced and to be to be more unnatural and thus our environment becomes unnatural, you know, and then we are prone to drug addiction, you know, violence, nihilism, and and a whole a whole petri dish of, you know, fallen state um humanly lowly conditions. Like it's like we've fallen from some type of grace or something. It's what it seems. And it is it is only when it's only upon like very intricate and 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 and, and uh very uh serious um analyzation that you start to unfold these things um it's like we are as a society being uh, uh coddled and pacified almost to the point of destruction We are being coddled and pacified to the point of self-destruction. It's become in in a way too convenient. In a way, it's become too simplified. In a way, it has become too disconnected. Even though we have the internet, social media, this has really pushed away uh human connection because we don't we don't believe that we need to see each other anymore because hey. I can just message you or I can just hit you up on Facebook Messenger or DM you or give you a FaceTime ring. Um, And we trick our minds into believing that this environment, this environment of our psyche, this this even our physical environment, that this is okay because, you know, my 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 objective is met. I was able to talk to my loved ones. I was able to see my loved one, quote unquote uh on FaceTime, quote unquote, right? But there is something deeper to the human <laughs> to the human experience that these things cannot remedy fully. Telling your grandmother you grandmother that you love her on FaceTime is not as impactful as telling your grandmother you love her in front of her and giving her a hug and looking her in her eyes. You know, it's just different. Group, group texting your friends or family members is much different than inviting them to dinner. Everyone sharing food and discussing things with one another, playing board games with one another, laughing, having that human uh, interaction, that warmth. You know, it's much different, you know, um, and 
you you even look at like, and I'm guilty of this because I I do all of this. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not exempt from anything that I'm discussing. It's I'm just thinking right now, and I'm and I'm and I'm uh, I'm just examining what my thoughts are 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 what what I'm having with these thoughts I'm having, um, because I'm I like you am a modern human being, right? But as I let me continue. So you have even with like the food, you know, it's become easier and easier. Uh, when we were cavemen, uh, uh, when we were just just uh, bush people, whatever you want to call these cavemen, bush people, uh, Neanderthals, when we were just living uh, and when we were just more so indigenous, when we were living just purely off the land. We would hunt our foods. Uh, we would eat, you know, the only way we would eat if, if we put effort into hunt our food. So even whilst we ate, if it was more, it was enjoyable, it was more rewarding because we went out and got this. We kept, we, we, we actually earned our meal. And then it went from that to, okay, we got, you know, grocery stores and markets, we got farms and then grocery stores and we'll just go there. I guess that's our, like, uh, that's the thing we do now. We go to the grocery store. This is our way of hunting and we get our carts and we go inside the grocery store and, you know, we try to beat someone to get the last, you know, pecan pie. Like, oh, I won. I got there. I pushed my cart faster than the other person. I got the last pecan pie. I got the last oatmeal. Uh, so that's like our reward, like that's like our new hunting now. But now we are just ordering things and they're just arriving at our doorsteps like magic. We don't even have to even do the hunt anymore. We don't have to. That whole process is taken out of the human experience. Right. And across the board, that is natural for all animals. It keeps them fit. It keeps them mentally alert. And it, 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 it's natural, you know, that's not just for, uh, that's not just for humans. That's all animals. They hunt for their food. When you see like them, them rats outside, like, uh, trying to find like restaurants and going into like the, uh, the trash cans and stuff in these major cities, that's their way of hunting. They're like, yo, we're going to find some food. We're going to crawl through these places. We're going to go into the back of restaurants and whatever. We're going to get some type of foods. We're going to find the food source and get our meal. Right. So that's one thing that has been totally absolved from the natural human condition. We don't it's like no more of that. You know, we don't even farm anymore. You know, uh, uh, that's why I tell people, at least if we're not hunting, like gr grow your own food. Like uh, and I need to start doing that when I get a garden. I, I, I live so modern now. I'm in an apartment and whatnot. But. I tell people, like, grow your own food if you can, man. Get back to that natural just flow of life. You know, get, get back to that. Um, grow your tomatoes, your squash, you know, cucumbers, uh, things like that, man. Just grow grow your food. Even if you get your meats from the, the store, grow your fruits and vegetables. Um, so that has been totally absolved from from majority of modern living, right? just the food aspect alone. Uh, we talked about the, the social connection, like 
it's, be, it's decreasing more and more. And especially because of this pandemic. Oh, my God, that that uh, separation between real connectivity has the gap has deepened and the separation has totally widened. Um, it's just outrageous at this point how divided people are and how separated people are and six feet this uh, Zoom call this. We don't come into the office anymore. This and that, this and that. And you could see. You don't have to even be a scientist or a behavioral psychologist to see the implications that that would have on someone's psyche. You know, that is a that uh, that would not go over well with the, the, the psyche. You could see how that would have an adverse effect on the psyche. You know, you could see how people can become lonely, how people can fall into states of the despair, how people can fall into states of depression, how people can fall subject to complete nihilism. And you you see that you see clearly how this can happen. And like I said, you don't have to be a genius to see these things. It's common sense. And that's another thing. Certain things are just common sense. Like you don't have to be a uh, a PhD or have a master's or be some type of behavior psychologist to see that when you're not connected, you know, you could start seeing loneliness and then you drug more drug use. And you know what I'm saying? People wanting to feel something. So they, they, they harm themselves or whatever, you know, they, they take pills, whatever, you know? So you got that connection issue. You got the, 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 the food issue. Uh, and then just like, and, and and them things require one thing that the, the one main theme of what the, these things require is physical uh, activity, because you have to hunt, to farm. That's a physical exercise to farm. You got to be out there in the sun, planting seeds, watering seeds, making sure the soil is fertile. Um, uh, even if you say uh, to farm, like that's for farming. But even if you go to even to hunting, you got to be out there stalking game you know, really understanding the environment of where the game lives at, you know, really getting in the trenches that takes physical effort. Um, seeing people, communicating with people, that takes physical effort. That takes sharpening of, of that takes communication and communication sharpens your mental acuity. You know, you become, uh, you become, you, 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 you start to sharpen how you articulate things because you're you're communicating in face-to-face situations um you're becoming more confident you know it's these things that we don't even pay attention to or think of 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 why like human connection is so important because it it makes you a more confident human being you know if you're just behind a screen all day speaking to people speaking to your family members through facetime through group text through social media you could you, you're not building that real world eye to eye, you know, you know, tonal range to tonal range. Let me speak to this person. You're not building that that frame of human. You know, you're not you're not you're like a cyborg, you know, and you're soft because the food is just given to you. We don't work for our food, really. Um, we're we're unconnected. So we become more socially awkward, more robotic. We become more mechanical in our in our framework. It's not humanly. Uh, it doesn't flow. Um, 
you know, so you have all of that and, you know, and then you, you have like, you know, the influence of, you know, certain medias, uh, certain movies, uh, certain things that just perpetuated to, to our, to our visual, uh, to, to our visual stimulation. Like it's all, uh, it's all a lot, you know, that's not natural neither, you know, uh, it's not natural to, to have so much visual stimuli on a day to 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 day basis, you know, um, it just isn't, you know, it's, it's not like, we we watch I, I can i can i can guesstimate that we probably watch on our phone and on our laptop more content than and and media and and visual stimuli than probably people did in the old days and in one day than probably people did in the old uh days did in a year they probably had one play that they went to and then because they didn't have TVs back in olden days or newspapers or nothing, they probably had one play that they went to. And then they probably seen something in real life on the street, someone performing, you know, some type of magician performing and whatever else was just entertainment by like their own family members. You might have someone in your family that's like, you know, he, he's very comedic. He's a joker. Or you might have someone in your family that, you know, is very athletic. So they put on various performances in the town. You know, and that was like the visual stimuli for the day. And then on top of that, it wasn't blue screen. It was actual real world uh, things. But. Right today, we probably on one day see more content than they did in 100 years. And it's like we we never ask ourselves or uh, the implications that that has on the brain. We never we never. Maybe there are studies on this, but again, I I find it un, unnatural, and this is this is just common sense to me. Um, and I'm not infallible. I'm guilty of all of these things that I'm talking about. I'm speaking about. I just want to open this up for discussion, um, and I want to actually hear you guys' points of view on these on this on this topic, whether it's in the comments on YouTube. Or you can mention me or what have you, however you're listening to this. I want to hear you guys' comments and ideas and thoughts on this because I think it's very profound um, that our environment, the environment that we've created and that we perpetuate, uh, what it's having on our behavior, um, not just with drugs, but with 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 everything, you know, with everything. So that main point the, the the catalyst of this all, the core of this all, is that unnatural environments environments cause unnatural um, behavior and uh, desires. You know, an unnatural environment causes unnatural behavior and unnatural desires. Now, we must admit that some people are are. Um, less prone to fall into addiction and to harmful behavior, no matter if they're in the worst of environments, you know, then people are what they call outliers. They are the exception, not the rule, you know, but most individuals, and I'm just going by like 
I'm just talking logically here. I'm not don't want to make people feel bad that that they can't overcome something or anything like that. But if we're just talking about it, more people on mass succumb to their environment. You know, then you got a few people that say, you know, what? I'm not going to let my environment affect me like like I like where I, how I grew up. Right. We we grew up in the projects. You know, we was on welfare, food stamps, uh, et cetera. And I noticed that there uh, that most people's like, OK, they're selling drugs. They're uh, they're on drugs. They're robbing people, people getting shot at, whatever the fuck the case is. Right. And I always would like pay particular attention to the kids that were like still reading their books in the midst of their mom being crackheads. Um, being a crackhead, in the midst of their mom being a drunk, in the midst of their brothers being gangsters and going to jail and shit like all this, the same shit happening around them. But somehow they just still reading their books, still going to school. I talked to them like, you know, and I was like that, you know, so I, I knew these individuals because we was like, OK, we are from the hood, but we like the nerds and whatever. Or we we not letting this uh, we not letting this uh environment uh, affect us. And I was always like. uh. I found that fascinating because it's it's like, wow, like in the midst of this, you know, your mom is out here doing crap. You know that you 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 don't know your dad just like everyone else don't know their dad or your dad a drunk or this or that. Your sister out here, you know, pregnant by some nigga up the street, your brother out here motherfucking smacking niggas and doing all this wild stuff. And in the midst of that, you got a 4.0 GPA. You getting ready to go to college and you just like, it's like you got blinders on. You're not seeing, seeing none of this. Like you are not letting this unnatural environment affect you. So you have them outliers and I commend them, you know, hats off to them. You know, I consider myself to be one because if you guys know what I, if you guys know what I've been through, you guys would be like, you know, but my point is majority of the environment where I grew up at, they didn't, they were not like that. The majority is not like that. You can go into any unnatural environment. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's what I'm going to start calling like the projects in the hood and stuff. I'm going to call them unnatural environments. You go to any unnatural environment in America, the majority of people is, are going to be the people that was that are prone to drugs and harmful behavior. You got them, the couple, the little percentage that's just like, they're just outliers, right? So that lets you know that in general, just like with rats, you had a little percentage that even when they uh when they weren't in unnatural behaviors, they still didn't do the, the drugs or whatever. But like overwhelmingly, like 80, 90 percent of the time, the rats did the drugs and uh, uh, did, uh, performed harmful behavior. Right. Uh, so. So there is a problem here, right? These the problem with these unnatural environments, these unnatural influences, these unnatural, unnatural circumstances. And I think that that is the, uh, that is the, the root cause of a lot of the stuff that we see, um, going on in America and it, just in the world, actually. Um, there is, that is the root, um, of it. We are in unnatural environments and we are pushed on us an unnatural state of living and we are influenced by an unnatural way of being, you know, um, it's all unnatural. Like, I don't care what anyone like think about it. Like it's all unnatural. Like we literally smoke cigarettes. We literally smoke cigarettes. 
That's crazy. If you know what the type of stuff that's in cigarettes, you would. We literally drink poison, literally on alcohol. It is alcohol is scheduled and is 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 defined as literally a poison. Hey, this is a poison. It kills. And we just play shots, shots, everybody shots, shots for you, shots for you. Let's turn up, let's turn up. But we're in unnatural environments. If we were in a natural environment, you know, we wouldn't even, we wouldn't even, uh, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be uh, considering doing any of these things. We just wouldn't. We wouldn't because how would you, how can we get drunk and try to find our, find a meal, get a meal? We're going, we'll starve to death because we wouldn't be able to capture a hunt or farm or anything. We're too drunk. Our environment wouldn't even allow us to desire these things. But since our lives are so decadent, so comfortable, so docile, we just say, oh, yeah, we're going to do pills and do this. Because we have no real. Uh, we have nothing. We look forward to nothing. And that's just the truth. And no one. You probably don't want to hear this, but we we look forward to nothing. It, 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 it And it goes back, all goes down. It, it, it all goes back to meaning, honestly, because when we were you know, getting food, we had, you know, we had meaning. Okay. We're going to hunt. We're going to farm. We're going to feed our families. Like it's like meaning in that there's meaning in connection, not this technological connection. There's, there's meaning in like uh, feeling good about yourself, confidence, the, the projects and hood and these type of environments, they, they strip that away from you. You find, you feel meaningless. You're worthy. You're not worth anything. That's what society tells people in these classes. And I'm not just speaking about that class of people because, you know, the upper class of people, suburban America is afflicted with the same meaninglessness. But like I said at the beginning of the podcast, all of this stuff is just in varying degrees. And the lower class is obviously going to be intensified, but all of it is unnatural. You know, Uh, people in the lower class just reach their breaking point faster. You know, it may take a person in the higher class uh, until they get into their 40s and 50s and middle class America and middle aged people. Now they're becoming addicted to pills and drugs. It may take people in the lower class. They may be addicted the minute they hit 16, 17, 18, smoking weed, popping pills, doing drugs, because the intensity of the unnaturalness in which we live in is just heightened there. But it's going on. If you if you really look behind the veil of of all levels of society is the same fundamental stuff happening just in different intensities, you know? So, so that's happening. And it, 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 it creates like this meaningless society. Like what's the meaning robots do this, your food delivers things, but you don't got to drive anymore to go get things. You know, people come pick you up to call Ubers to take you to like point A to point B. We, we don't, farm or fish or anything for our food. We just right down the street at the local uh, market. And we, uh, we don't have this, we don't have a connection anymore. We were told to stay away from people. Uh, uh, we're, 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 we're trapped inside these worlds of social media, uh, and, you know, meta versus and, and where in the, in the interwebs. And there's no real, like, 
you know, so you could under you could see why society would be pushed in this direction. Um, you know, and it make it it, it makes me think about uh Victor Frankl's work, The Will to Meaning. And, you know, Victor Frankl basically his premise is that we uh every man needs to have a sense of of meaning um in in his or her life then there must be a sense of meaning and when we strip human nature of their natural inclinations and create and when i say environment i mean on the psychological plane on the physical plane on the spiritual plane when we when we create a multi complex environment that is very unnatural man invariably loses his will towards meaning and thus you have drug addiction harmful behaviors things to fill a void things to 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 ease the pain you know just even the, the the pain of just nothingness, comfortability, that's painful to not do anything. To me, it is, you know. So. I don't know, man, like. I guess I would end with this. Try. As best as you can to live a more natural, humanly life. Starting today. Um, try to live more naturally, more fully, uh, and, 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 and think about these things, right? Think about what brings you meaning. Uh, what is your meaning for being here? Derive meaning from, from, from your life. Uh, try to avoid the the easy the easy route the easy uh the easy option you know learn from things experience things grow you know and if you live in an unnatural environment i'm telling you do not let it consume you you got this man i i i i grew up in an unnatural environment and i can and I'm telling you, do not let it defeat you. You want to overcome this. You want to overcome anything that is set in front of you. And you can. Um, it's just a matter of how much you want it. And, um, and uh, you know, the strength that you have within you. And sometimes it's good just to hear people speak about these things because you know, sometimes people don't have these type of topics or ideas articulated to them, um, you know, so they don't realize that this is a part of their reality, that they're probably living in and living unnaturally and things like that. So hopefully this just this podcast would could help you a little bit. You know, so that was it. I, I know this was pretty. Uh, let's see. It's pretty lengthy, about 45 minutes in length. Uh, off of a one minute clip, which tells you the power of ideas and the power of open discourse. Like I say all the time, you canceling people for their idea, like whatever, for like the most menial things. Like, oh, they think differently uh, than me or 
they they said something that I don't I don't agree with. Like, do you that is like a a a crime against humanity because you you're literally saying that someone can't have a voice, an opinion on things, a a open discourse on things. Open discourse is healthy. I just literally took a one minute clip and made an entire forty five minute podcast on it. And this is going to help someone to understand something, whether you like Joe Rogan or Jordan Peterson, whoever or not, this open discourse in general is healthy. And once you are fringe upon that, you're opening the Pandora's box. You're opening the door for some wicked mess. I'm telling you, once you accept that you can censor people in society and that you can like just do away with people because of what they think, not even what they do anymore. Like just because of what they think and ideas they put out there and how they uh, view things and their opinion on things and, you know, their voices. Once you do that, you're, you're heading to dangerous territory. So I want to say that um, God bless. And I hope everyone has a wonderful night. I will see you guys on the next episode of the Moon Road Podcast. Peace.